Well, the Lord is good, isn't he? And sometimes there's moments like this where you just got to stop and say, Lord, you are awesome. Lord, you are amazing. You know, God, is it's no accident that you've come here tonight. Um, God is drawing you as he's drawing me. And he wants each one of us to experience more and more of him and to be overwhelmed with his wonder and his glory and to bow down and to say, Lord, you've done it all. I've tried, I've worked, and it's failed. And Lord, when you take over, things begin to happen. And I'm just so glad that I'm here this evening to share this this time with you, this precious time of year where, you know, the Lord can speak to us at any time. But at Christmas, you know, there's a sense of love around and it's all because of Jesus, because the focus is on him. The world may think it's about other things, but it's not. It's all about Jesus. And I'm just so thankful that I can share this message uh, this morning we shared about a God who is a personal God. Um, but tonight I want you to understand that God is also a powerful God. He is an awesome God. And you know, if God is for us, who can be against us? And God is for us. God is for each one of you. And sometimes, you know, things go wrong in our lives and we think, oh Lord, you've turned yourself away from us. That is not true. The Lord will never turn his back on us. He loves us too much. He is pursuing us. He just thinks the world of us. So we're going to just read from God's word um, right now. It's Luke chapter 2. Uh, verses 8 to 12. Apparently I've got 15, maybe 20 minutes at the most. How am I going to fit that in? I don't know, but we'll see. <clears throat> okay, Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. So this is the Christmas story. Uh, we had the Christmas story and a nativity play uh, so well uh, acted out this morning. And the nativity, the story, the Christmas story only comes from uh, two of the Gospels, from Matthew and from Luke. John doesn't mention anything and neither does Mark. In Matthew, uh, he talks about the Magi, the wise men, and Luke talks about the shepherds that came. And the two come together, and normally in the play you have the wise men and the shepherds, but they're from two totally different Gospels. And these shepherds, they were really quite low in society. You know, nobody really 
bothered too much about these shepherds. They're obviously working on a night shift when everybody else was sleeping. And isn't it incredible, isn't it crazy how God chose these shepherds, these low people in society, to share the good news, to be like one of the first uh, group of people to know of this amazing thing that was about to happen, that was about to come down on the earth. And uh, in verses 13, so there was one angel, wasn't it, that appeared before uh, the shepherds. And then this incredible thing happened. The great company of angels, verse 13, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men or on whom his favor rests. And depending on what version you look at, uh, it could have been thousands. It could have been thousands and thousands of angels. Just make it a little bit of a tapping sound there. Okay. So I want to just want to focus on this uh, one verse, Luke chapter two, verses ten, uh, where the angel says, "I bring you good news of great joy," and this this great joy is like incredible joy. It's like a joy that is unspeakable. You can't even describe it. You know, of Jesus coming to earth. And if you notice the shepherds, even though this scene must have been absolutely amazing, uh, the first reaction was they were terrified. They were in total fear. And then uh, it changed into complete joy and wonder. And when God is in your life, fear and being terrified gets converted into hope and joy and love and all the wonderful gifts that God can bring us. And that's what happened in this passage there. The shepherds were, were just didn't know what was going on. And then they thought, wow, this is amazing. God is actually doing something. Psalm 30 verses 5 says, for his anger endureth for a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Do you know it's good to hope in the Lord? And uh, if there's something in your life that you're going through uh, right now, and you think, well, I really need some help in this, and uh, just pray to God. Just bring your request to God. The other morning I was praying, uh, a couple of mornings ago, uh, you know, about one thing or another, Christmas is a, it's a busy time and there are lots of things to do and, and there's things going on in work. You know, every, we've all got different situations, different problems, but it's the same God that can deal with them all, isn't it? And um, I was listing all of my prayer requests to God and it was almost like as if God was was watching me, you know, from it with his arms folded, sort of saying, well, okay, are you going to hand those things over to me now? And I said, yes, Lord, I will. And I said, Lord, I pray for my family. I hand them over to you. Lord, I pray for my job today. I pray that you'll bless my day. They will go so well. I hand it over to you. And I just felt the peace of God coming into my life. And I thought, you know, 
that is sorted. I'm going to leave that to God because he is able to do that for me. He is God. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm limited in what I can do. He is unlimited. He is an awesome God. And these awesome angels came to the shepherds and frightened, literally frightened them to death. And, um, and this, you know, thousands of angels then suddenly appeared. And it must have been an awesome sight. And, you know, it's not unusual for uh, people to be afraid when angels uh, come before them. I mean, this morning we saw, you know, lovely angels uh, in the play. You know, you couldn't have been afraid of of any of those. But the real angels, um, they are not so, uh, you know, cute and cuddly. Uh, Most people that have seen angels will say they're at least nine foot tall. Angels are big. Angels are strong. And um, in the book of Daniel in the Old Testament... An angel came before him in Daniel chapter 10 and um, 10 to 12. I won't uh, read it because of time. But he was uh, sitting by this bank uh, of the river Tigris. And he'd been fasting and he'd been praying for about three weeks. And this man appeared before him. And Daniel, it said, he, he just went deathly pale. He, um, In fact, I think he fainted. He passed out. And then he woke up. And he was terrified. He was shaken. And this angel said to Daniel, do not be afraid. And he talked to Daniel about what, what the Lord was going to do um, in uh, that time and in his life. And then in Matthew 28, uh, in verses 1 to 5, I think we'll read this one actually. If you want to put that up, Tony. Uh, so after the Sabbath at dawn, on the first day of the week. So this is after Jesus had risen from the dead. Okay, he'd been crucified and he was risen from the dead. But he'd not yet appeared to anybody. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and go into the tomb. Rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid. And, uh, you know, the Lord doesn't want us to be afraid of him. It says the fear, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But that's not a fear in terms of, oh, we've got to be scared of God, like, a, like as if he's a big headmaster, you know, and I've got to be shaken before him. God is a God of love. He, he's my father. He, I, I look up to him. He's my protector. He puts his arm around me. Uh, when I'm walking through tough times, he holds my, heart, my hand and he grips it really tight. And he says, Steve, I'm not going to let you go. We're going to go through this together. You can trust in me. That's not a... God to be feared, but it's a God to be respected. It's a God to be honored. It's a God to be glorified. Uh, this week, uh, I've had a new boss in work. We all love new bosses, don't we? And uh, he's actually my boss's boss. So he's within this uh, office where there's about 30 people, 40 maybe, all in one office, and 
the new boss is just in a in a desk, not in his own separate little cubicle. I wish he was, <laughs> but he's he's actually in with us. And um, I met him and I had a quick chat with him uh, this week, and he, he just seemed really nice. And I thought, wow, that's that's a relief. He's a race. But I thought, whoa, wait a minute. He's just come in. He could sack me if he, you know, he's got that power. You know, and I'm sure he won't. I, I mean, I've been in the Royal Mint for 22 years. I don't want to be sacked. I've never been sacked. Um, but he's got that power, isn't he? And, you know, you think, whoa, whoa, wait a minute now, you know. And our father, he's the Lord of all of these angels. He is our boss. He is my boss. He's the top boss, you know. And I honor him. And I fear him in that way. But also, I know that he is my protector. And therefore, because he's my protector, he's also my source of joy. Um, I'm sure that you'll be watching uh, one or two films over Christmas now, this time of year. Um, I may be tempted to. And um, every film has got a, a soundtrack, hasn't it? It's got a, a particular sound that usually reflects what that film is going to be about. Can anybody think of any really cool soundtracks? Shout some out, because somebody's got to have some. We're not ready. What was that? Chariots of Fire. Oh, I love that. And, and, you know, it, it, so you, you know, the the theme again is kind of highlighted the, the endurance that, that you, you know, you're going to actually get there, that he is going to actually win this race. Um, the one that probably a lot of us are thinking of is Jaws. Who is, who is anybody thinking of Jaws when I, yeah, dun dun. Dun, 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 you know, and um, I won't go any further uh, with that. But you know, when that that tune is is going, you know, it's, it's not good. <laughs> Some, something's going to go, and you you hide behind the settee. Uh, the James Bond theme tune, you know, it's the cool theme tune, isn't it? You know, and and every film has got uh, a, th- a a song to reflect what that film is. And Christmas has got a theme tune, a song. And it's a song of joy. And in Luke chapter 1, we have this uh, song, uh, this prayer that, that Mary prayed. And it's called Mary's Song. Uh, but it's also called the Magnificat. That's another name for it. The Mag- and it's a well-known uh, song. But the, uh, this song has got its roots in another part of the Bible, in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 2. And I love this story. It's the story about Hannah, and uh, who eventually gives birth to Samuel. And Hannah, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, is in the temple, and Eli is there, and Hannah is praying and she is praying so hard because she she hasn't had a baby. She wants a child, but she's barren. And Eli looked at her, and he could see that she that 
that she was motioning with her mouth, but there was nothing coming out. But she was just praying in her heart to God. And Eli thought that she was drunk and he was going to throw her out of the temple. She said, no, no, I'm, I'm really uh, overcome uh, with emotion uh, because I'm praying in my heart to God. And Eli said, well, I pray that God will grant you what your prayer request is. And Hannah uh, became pregnant and she gave birth to a son who was Samuel, who became this incredible prophet, uh, which 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel is based on. And in 1 Samuel chapter 2, Hannah prays this incredible prayer. Um, and, And this Magnificat in Luke chapter 1, where Mary prays, is a reflection of that prayer. There's the same kind of words used. So let's go uh, and read it. It's Luke chapter 1, verses 42 to 47. And this is Elizabeth now that greeted Mary in a loud voice. She that is Elizabeth, exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And it's that same word again, that that overwhelming uh, sense of gratitude, uh, of celebration, uh, it, it was just incredible. The Holy Spirit fell upon Elizabeth to an extent where the baby leaped into her womb. And then he goes on. You are blessed who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. And then in verse 46 says, And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And I just want to pick out that phrase there, God, my Savior. Because the word used um, in uh, the Greek and in the Hebrew there is a, a, a Hebrew word, Sabaoth. Yahweh Sabaoth. And it was used in Hannah's prayer in, in 1 Samuel chapter 2. When Hannah said, my heart rejoices in the Lord. Because Hannah was now pregnant. She was, she'd given birth to this baby, Samuel. And she said, my heart rejoices in Yahweh. Sabaoth. And this word, this uh, Hebrew word, Sabaoth, is uh, a word that is used in scripture. In fact, it's the most commonly used uh, word for God in the scriptures used 285 times and it means the Lord Yahweh Jehovah of the armies of heaven and when Hannah prays of the armies of, hen, of heaven Mary prays of the Lord of the armies of heaven and you know the angels didn't they they, they appeared And the shepherds had a little glimpse of the power of the armies of heaven. These angels are not 
to be messed with. There's a lot of uh, angels that are warring angels. Michael was a, an angel that appeared um, in, in Daniel's case. He was a warring angel. And all angels are servants of God to minister to people that, for, for, for basically the, for the spread of the gospel. For that, that is the purpose of angels. So they are servants of God. Uh, they're on our side. They are, and, and Jesus is the Lord of these armies of heaven. He is Yahweh Sabaoth. And for us to have joy, we need to know that we've got a strong God behind us. That, that, that we've got a God that can do things that I can't. I'm still learning to trust in God. I'm still learning to say, Lord, I'm going to let you worry about this one. I'm going to let you take care of this one. In Psalm 46, verses 10 to 11, I'm just coming to a close. Uh, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. And then in verse 11, it says, Yahweh Sabaoth is with us. That word again, Yahweh, the Lord Yahweh Jehovah of the armies of heaven is with us. So we can be still, just as in Psalm 46, we can be still and know that Yahweh Sabaoth is looking after us, is caring for us. You know, most people my view in, anyway, are busy to the point of exhaustion. It's a really busy time of year, isn't it? You know, it's a lovely time of year, but it's also a busy time of year. What is the Lord saying? The Lord is saying, be still. Be still and know that I am God. Yahweh Sabaoth is with you. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of the armies of heaven. And in Exodus chapter 14, when the Israelites had come out of Egypt and Pharaoh's armies were hemming them in and all that was on the other side was the, the Red Sea and they were trapped and Moses said, be still, be still, stand firm, he said, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you. Jehovah Sabaoth was with him. And what happened? The sea parted. Who could have predicted that was going to happen? You know, and in your situation, whatever you're praying for, whatever you're struggling to lay down before the Lord and let go of, you don't know what the Lord can do. He's he has got incredible resources, so we can leave those things with the Lord. And you know, all that's left for us to do is to have joy and say, "Lord, I thank you." Do you know, I felt joy this evening with the the singing and the the videos and the the, the saxophone uh, so wonderfully played and you know the lord has done this all for us for our pleasure to to enjoy this time so i just pray that you'll have joy this christmas as you allow yahweh sabahoth to take hold in your life amen